Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. This is an episode recorded with Rachel Hunter, supermodel, author, yoga, and meditation teacher. Rachel Hunter radiates a warm beauty and wisdom that is at once familiar and also somehow supernatural. Kiwi-born supermodel of the night, Kiwi-born supermodel of the 90s, Rachel was on the cover of four magazines by the time she was 17, sensationally married to much older superstar Rod Stewart by the time she was 21, and became a mother by 22 and again at 24. She says that growing up in New Zealand was a blessing. As a shy, inward kid, she met her love of nature there and spent her childhood close to her mother's side. A woman who embraced all forms of spirituality and encouraged her children to find their own soul path. At 53, Rachel Hunter has experienced a rich and varied life of glamour, love and loss. Now a yoga and meditation teacher, she has entered a new, happy and empowered chapter, all without regret and an ageless sparkle that defies a number. This episode, recorded while she was in her spiritual birthplace, India, felt like a conversation that spilled out of a long lost friend. Rachel, the woman, is totally unguarded and beautifully present, grounded, as she likes to say. And we talked about what she's learned about beauty from the ancient cultures, celebrating your own story and others, and the wisdom and peace she experienced from her deep connection to yoga, travel, and leaning into loss. More than a beautiful face and a knockout body, this is a conversation with a soulful woman who in so many ways has discovered the elixir of youth. I so enjoyed recording this episode for you on the Ageless by Rescue show. What an ageless muse you truly are. <laughs> oh, no, you're very sweet. You're very sweet. Yeah, no, thank you for inviting me. You're in India at the moment, and uh, I guess India holds a very special place in your heart, which we will cover in the many questions, many, many questions that I have for you. Um, but I want to start with, um, I guess, um, one of the things that's always been intriguing to me and I guess the rest of the world about you is that you have embodied an ageless life you've never been even though everyone has commented on your age because of the decisions and the opportunities you had very young it seems to me that you've always done things in reverse you know a lot of responsibility and young marriage a huge career you know before you were even an adult um, has that uh, has that been something that you feel just came innately yeah it's 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 interesting because I actually just I was kind of writing about it in my last post because you know there's we can get really hard on ourselves and I think this is just through my experience and my looking observing at my own life and just my viewpoint on some of this stuff um obviously um and I just, I feel that uh, we can get really hard on ourselves, you know, and go back and go, why did I do that? Why did, 
you know, it was that decision made back then. And I mean, we know well enough now that that's all part of the path all the way along. That was what made this, you know, and we hear that, that, that phrase all the time. So I think that it just happened that way. And I had no control over, well, I did, of course I did have control, but it just flowed. And, you know, when life happens like that and it just keeps clicking into place and it's almost like your your soul's just saying yes to it, even though, and, and it's just right. You just, you just keep going and there is no necessary thought to, to really analyze, overanalyze. The, the body and the soul the and the mind is just yeah. all in this flow. So there's no need to sit there and think about it and analyze and is this good for me? Because I sometimes feel like I went through that stage where you start overanalyzing things and then you start getting in your own way and stuck. Um, but at that time in my life, everything just happened. And there was resistance. There were definitely was a resistance. Um, resistance from especially you being or that. resistance from the people no. around you? Well, I had trained to be, like, I was, a, you know, I was a dancer. Like, I, I was a, training to be a ballerina. And that's what my heart was set on. I was kind of, you know, I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals. And then, you know, all of a sudden I get, you know, seen on the beach and the next thing I know I'm, you know, taking photos and and then going to Australia and then going, oh, no, I don't want to be doing this and I want to go back to New Zealand. I just want a normal life, you know, and then yet again another opportunity came and another opportunity came. So that was the 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 dance at the beginning of it, the resistance in some ways um, of just, merging from coming I mean obviously I was almost a kid 16 to going into this life this this other part of my life um into that 16 17 year old you know you're you're looking at you know starting to support yourself because that's what we do we get little jobs or this or that but I mean this was moving to the other side of the world and this was um, this was more than supporting yourself you're you know very quickly you became <laughs> an extremely yeah. well-known model you you were assigned to Ford you were mentored mm. by Eileen Ford and you know I, I think you had your first cover before you were 21 oh yeah oh yeah there was I think uh I in Australia I think there was one time where I had like four covers all within the same month and that was I was 17 wow um yeah it was like I think there was Vogue Harper's Bazaar and no, I don't know whether there was, but I, there was a four of them anyway. Um, but overseas, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, by 22, by 21, I was married and 22, I was having Renee, uh, but it was just how it happened. And there was no control. It was unbridled, untethered. It was just, you know, that beautiful book, Untethered Soul. I mean, I haven't read it, but at the same time, it just feels like that. It's just, it just, I just knew where I was going and it just went. And I think those are the moments in your life. And, and sometimes you want to return to that and you start grasping again, like, you know, because it ebbs and flows, right? I mean, your careers ebb and flow. And um, sometimes you go, well, where did that go? You know, where I have to reinvent myself or re, you know, um, come up with a, a different plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was an extraordinary time and it was just the way, it was, and it definitely, you know, when you always look back at your life, you definitely 
where you were when you look back at you were 16, five, four, where you were born, who you were born to, all the rest of it, it all makes sense. It's all a crazy matrix of, of that soul, you know, of like what that dharma is, what that purpose is within us. And it all just clicks together. But sometimes we just veer off to a pretty um, murky path or a, or a not clipped back path <laughs> where it hasn't been well manicured to find, but, you know, you kind of find your way through. But it's it was amazing. And, and I would never have it any other way. And as far as like picking it to pieces and going, oh, my God, so young and on a TV, you know, on magazines and you're 16 and, you know, these these clothes are really for people who are much older. Like, I don't want to get into that thought process because <laughs> yeah. it was just the way it was. It was relative to the time. And, you know, to overanalyze and pick through decades of what that decade was, to me, is pointless. You know, it, it's it was what it was. And I was really lucky. I never took it seriously, to be honest. I always thought there was always going to be an end to it. Um, when you married at 21, which is, um, I guess, that, that was the thing that, you know, everyone had an opinion on, um, you, you were already very well established in your career and, you know, somebody, an adult in your own right. And yet, of course, marrying Rod Stewart, who had such an international um, name and, uh, and persona, it's, you know, it, it's still, even now, it's 2022, people will say, wow, there's such a power dynamic. But I think it's really interesting because in my experience personally and also with people that I've seen around me, there is a power that comes with beauty and with youth and almost... Um, and you can't underestimate that. And, um, you know, when uh, I think we're about four years age, the friends, you yeah. and I, and I remember, you know, when you married Rod Stewart, I, I would have been like 17. And that seemed like, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's a big age difference. But I've dated men much older than me. And I've dated men much younger than me. And what I've realized mm -hmm. is that every age, every stage has its own power dynamic, and it's rarely one sided. And I guess the, the longevity of your marriage and the fact that you had two great children and you're still, as I understand, um, friends and in each other's lives is testimony mm. to the fact that sometimes it's absolutely nothing to do with the number. It is two souls meeting at a time when they were meant to and yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, by the way, if I break out in a sweat, it's because I'm definitely in that perimenopause stage. So <laughs> everybody at home, I do not have a fever. It's just my body's just going through changes. Um, it's actually the only thing I have, thank God. Um, but I, I think that the, you know, the, yeah, it is. It's just, you you don't plan something. And I mean, I mean, look, some people do, some people don't. For me, it was just like this. It, it, it was how we met, who, it, it was just a force that came together and we were together. I mean, it, it was beautiful and we were together, you know, nine years. We had two incredible children, um, a really um well, I mean, the one—I mean, the one of the most important people in my life was obviously Rod, um, because we've got two beautiful children, and it was so much fun. We were 
a tight family on the road and we, you know, had dinners with the with the band and the crew and everybody. It was it was like this amazing family. And yeah, we were just again, it's it's just not that overthinking, you know, because I think definitely right now there's so much overthinking. It's so much analyzing. Well I think that because oh, of this, social media. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the exactly. social media, it's everyone's just, lives are so much more it takes visible. The fun out. <laughs> yes. But it takes these spontaneous moments in some ways because you sort of, you know, you spend half the time scrolling through things and analyzing and seeing, digging deep into someone else's, you know, you see, you hear these things. But it was definitely two souls coming together and absolutely just, we had an amazing time. There was just this. At that point, and you, you know, in in your age, you're just you still have this this beautiful innocence in you that the is trusting, yeah, and you just go for it, you know. And you, and I think even with me now, I still resonate deeply with that in a mature way, obviously not in a weird way. With that sixteen year old, I always keep her in my heart because. That's where the spontaneous spontaneousness is. That is where the youthfulness is. That is where the um, unbridled, wild side, rebellious side, the outspoken side comes from. And that to me is like just embracing that and and not, you know, being too serious about life, you know, about. And of course, it saps saps that, um, you know, that nectar of youth and I, we, Every expert that I've had, it's really interesting. I've had neuroscientists on the show. I've had uh, surgeons on the show. I've had models on the show. I've had uh, all sorts of different people talking about different aspects of being ageless. And all of the science, actually, apart from, you know, the intuitive knowing from deeper cultures and older cultures says the playfulness and being able to tune in to that spontaneity within is actually the elixir of youth. So, you know, there are lots of things you can do. You can take cold showers, you can take supplements, you can uh, put on skin creams, but actually the nectar of youth is here and in here. So I think it's really- Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as you come like from that heart place and you look at that person, like you're looking at yourself or you see that you put that smile, as soon as someone puts a smile on their face, they become ageless to me. As soon as you smile, and as much as we're all sultry looking around trying to be sexy and have pouty lips and all that kind of stuff, it just doesn't, it just does it's pretty. It's it's a great pick, you know, but when you engage with life and your expressions and like you have this, you're coming from this heart place because I mean, when you look at that energetic and that electromagnetic field response, I mean, there's here there's an enormous amount of that, which I'm sure you've spoken to with the, well, with the it's science. Funny. I mean, one of the things that is, I connect with you is uh, my father taught me, had me do TM meditation when I was 17 and he practiced Ayurveda and my mum mm. most certainly does not, but dad has and does. And wow. It was, it was a really interesting thing because my dad is a scientist and, um, and you know, one of the first things he wanted my brother and I to learn was transcendental meditation. And my daughter, um, earlier this year, when she was still 11, I took her to be taught Vedic meditation. 
And, you know, again, you talk about, you know, the heart-centered vitality and the head-centered vitality and the science of longevity and health and beauty. And, um, you know, you, you know better than certainly most people the power of tuning in. And, mm. you know, you've done a lot. Before we get on to your kind of yogic and meditation journey, one of the your favorite things that, that you've ever done, apart from being a beautiful model, and you were always, you know, your smile was your signature. Um, there was always this boundless energy and, and healthy vitality about you. But one of my favorite things that you've ever done was um, your series of um, the uh, For Beauty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell yeah. me about your show yeah. because I think that that was the most amazing way to you traveled around the world and you went deep into 23 different countries and cultures to discover their ancient rituals, their secrets, their view on aging and beauty. What was that all about? That was amazing. Yeah, it, it, we'd just finished doing news. Uh, New Zealand's Got Talent and the producers of the show, we were talking about doing another show and and um, anyway, that's how it was was kind of birthed out of and uh, yeah, we were in Fiji, well, first of all, we went to uh, Greece, um, you know, South Korea, um, India, all these places and, and obviously there was always a, you know, what is the new beauty cream treatment um, in South Korea. Obviously, there was a huge plastic surgery um, component to that. Um, but also we went to the natural side where there's, you know, there, there was a lot of uh, um, uh, natural uh, medicines and stuff. It was incredible because you really got to see um, just the variety uh, of of, and the outlooks of, of beauty and, and the depth of it and how different it was in each culture. And every time I went into a country, um, you you fall in love with it because, you know, I was like, every time I was like, oh, my God, I want to live in Morocco. Oh, my God, I want to live in, you know, in, in Greece or I want to live in India or I want to live in, you know, wherever we were, it was just the richness of life and you – your capacity to, to your capacity to understand beauty in in all layers and all understandings as much as you could, um, whether it was you know these older people dancing on full moons you know in Greece and and having this this wine that had actually a high alcohol content, their longevity you know one of the blue zones we were um, and we didn't actually go to the blue zone community but we were on the island at the blue zone um, in Ikaria. Uh, but it was it was deep because I mean sometimes it would be about a fruit. Next thing it would be about a young girl who wanted plastic surgery in a, in a country, or the next thing it would be about the spiritual aspect of it. So there was no. We were trying to harness something that is that is everyone's birthright is to express themselves, and we're trying to harness this whole energetic uh, expression. And trying to to keep it into these containers of analyzing, 
and get all the soul wants to do. And what we want to do is just go in and, and express ourselves. So this was just such a, a beautiful way to show that there's no one way. There's just so many. As we Was there a universal theme, though, in your travels? Because you visited 23 countries and the, the variety of, um, you know, attitudes, as you said, treatments, um, trends were so broad. But was there, you know, at the end of filming, was there a universal theme that you went, ah, yes, as a woman, as a former model who I guess was the image of beauty and you've sold Mm. beauty, was there something that you just went, there is a universal theme here and that is what needs to be bottled? Overall, it would be moderation and everything you know it's you know the natural food enjoying you go to France or you go to where you have the French diet you know the next thing you're eating in that show at that time we were eating steak and chips like how do they stay thin so it really that's what I mean by it was unharnessed one minute you'd be like oh yeah it's all about natural the next thing you're in France and you're you're going how does this work you know where everybody's super skinny you get there there's a lot of steak and chips and there's wine like the french diets um so i think there was it really was about nature what it was was the biggest um part of this i think because it was you know sometimes it's all about this one diet or we get you know we get hooked on a certain this is the fruit that's in or there's turmeric or there's this and that and it's all about like having massive amounts of turmeric but I mean every the beautiful part as you wouldn't know by from your dad is like it was all it's all done with moderation and and with nature I think when you tune into that because when you look at even the Ayurvedic way or, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, you're looking at those elements, you're looking at those, what we have externally, you know, with earth, water, fire, you know, we have within us. So when we tune into that, our body becomes a lot happier and more receptive. And so I, I really found the nat- natural products as well as nature, um, understanding, obviously, there was the meditation aspect that was, that was really um amazing as well so I would have to say nature was a huge component with that uh the fruits and the vegetables that I came across the argan oil um that we obviously had in in Morocco which is now everybody kind of we all know about argan oil um the turmerics the um and there were so many different did you um, change your lifestyle as a result of you know recording those episodes did you make big changes to your beauty routine and can you share with us some of the things that you do now yeah I I mean at that time it was argan oil obviously in my hair I would actually leave it by the stove because there's another particular not the hair one but there's another argan oil that you can actually use um as well um but I I would use the argan oil obviously in my hair as far as all the it was all about food. It's all about what you eat. So what do you eat? And it, I mean, I I pretty much um, um, mostly eat a lot of, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, I actually just came off a panchakarma, which was super interesting, pretty serious one. <laughs> um, and that was incredible. Um, talk about grounding. I mean, you know, everybody says touch the trees and the leaves and the, all the rest of it, but that going through an Ayurvedic treatment, panchakarma, um, that really grounds you down into this 
kind of place where you can really, it, it just grounds you. Can you tell it, us about really, the treatment really and the process of that? That, that process was, um, it was three, 21 days. It wasn't on the side of a beach, but having loads of fruit and veg, you know, fruits on this, on a platter and all the rest of it was pretty serious. And, um, I had one particular treatment, uh, for one week, another for another week. And then obviously the final week, um, kind of starts integrating you, but it was, I mean, it's so individual and that's why I won't get into it because then people will be like, Oh, then I have to drink this. And then, and you know, you know, with Ayurvedic, there's doshas that are, that are, um, that we are, and some of them are imbalanced. And, you know, there was two doshas obviously that were imbalanced with me and I'm not going to mention those because again people will take a bit of this and they'll start doing it and that might not be good for their dosha so I'm not going to get into that um but I mean there was the way that it was done was very very individual very individual for your dosha because obviously you have kapha pitta vata the one that most of us are probably avata because we're just so so you know that that oh my god I need to be here I need to be there oh I've got to do this I've got to do that I've got to keep moving I've got to sense of urgency. so when I yeah and so that and I think that what I mean by grounded is when that calms down it's like and then you have this capacity to actually listen see absorb speak from a place of not confusion or franticness that's what I mean grounded not I'm going to touch a tree or stand up which is important too I'm not undermining that but that's what I mean when when someone says grounded I really 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 learned the idea of what grounded is at, at that time so that was really important I I mean tour of beauty just it 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 expanded everything from seeing a young girl from from who was very very young getting plastic surgery because she said she'd much rather have the surgery um than live with who she was you know and that was really really confronting at the time because I was like oh my god that's just it was it was mind-blowing actually um but at the same time when you we, when you see what makes somebody happy, they they need to do what makes them happy. And I think that's ultimately what you have to do. You have to find what that is that makes you happy, truly authentically happy, not a quick fix, but truly what is the lifestyle? Where do you want to be? How do you want to grow? How do you want to eat? Is that um, how you parent your daughter who who is also, I guess, following mm-hmm. in your footsteps as in a modeling career? is that the message that you go back to her with is like know yourself who do you want to be how do you want to be yeah and that changes all the time and and being fluid in that way but you know absolutely you know this whole authenticity uh uh phase that's going on is is really is really really um i mean how many years ago 2017 when my mum passed away that's where really I stepped into that whole yogic side of me where I was like there's no messing about here just do it go ahead and do it and I'm definitely reaching another part of me that's going I'm in my own way and need to push through that again and those 
parts are really frustrating and really like what is in my way I'm trying I'm putting my step forward how am I going to push through that and sometimes it's just you've got to stay where you are and you just need to keep working on whatever that is that's going to push that through because I think I mean I'm someone who sometimes does get a you know I I kind of before mum passed away really adapted to what people wanted me to be like you know um whether it was on an interview or and you know when she was passing away the last few words that um we spoke to that the last three weeks was you know I said to her you know what do you regret and she goes I really regret not fully stepping into who I wanted to be and she was very very spiritual she had loads of tarot cards and um she'd made tarot cards uh she was she was that way inclined and I think she thought that people were judging her, you know, if people saw her. The hilarious part is of this, everyone knew that that was her, (laughs) but she didn't realize. And so the funny thing is, is when people go, when I actually made that move to go over to India, process the grief of my mum through yoga, the next thing I knew as I was coming back to New Zealand and doing those workshops is people were like, well, yeah, that's you, of course, but you're the one who's hidden behind this veil. But when you have that self-realization, basically liberation of your own self, of not hiding, but everyone can actually see who you are. Do and you they know can what I mean? Like, you, it's right? obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, before people could see that there was that side to you, um, but you you're not aware of it or you're trying to hide it. Do you, I read somewhere that it might you, be weird. No, it doesn't make you weird at all. It makes you extremely human. And and you know the again coming back to this whole idea that you you did so many kind of mature wise things early on. You know, you had a career as a teenager, an international career. You lived overseas as a teenager. You married you know someone who was on the world stage at twenty one before your frontal cortex had even <laughs> closed. Um, you you're a mother by the time you were twenty two, and you know, and now you're in your early fifties. You've learned, and and now you're ready for you know um, a second act or a third act or whatever you want to call it. But with with that confidence of oh, I'm just going to be who I was always meant to be. Yeah, and I can I can relate to that, and I think a lot of people, you know, that's that's why they they feel that they can connect you. You're still modeling, and you're still uh, representing brands. I know that. you're working with a beautiful Asana. brand called Asano, and yeah. um, which is a natural brand, an organic brand. Um, tell me about your beauty rituals, because uh, I guess in your lifetime as a model and being, you know, in film and um, on shows, you would have garnered every kind of beauty tip under the sun but I'd love to know if you're happy to share what your beauty rituals are now what are the non-negotiable beauty rituals that you follow now I I keep it pretty simple usually um obviously just washing my face in the morning and then I mean I do use the oils because I have pretty dry skin uh so um yeah I I I keep it pretty I love baths I love being in the water. I love baths. Those are non-negotiables. Um, I get, sometimes I'll just sit in the bottom of the shower just because I like just sitting and, and 
in the in the water. Um, but I mean, I do keep it really simple. Mascara is one. I always love having mascara. My mum used to always have black eyeliner around her eyes. So I do wear eyeliner. Um, and then basically very, listen, I, you know, with, I, I was very fortunate, obviously, genetically with my parents. So I have to thank them for that. But I mean, I keep things really, really simple. So it's really mascara, oil on my face, rose, like a rose water, rose hip oil, the water that, the spray that we have here. Um, and also um, baths, new moons, full moons, I think all those types of rituals to, to kind of do. Um, yeah, a special, but I mean, as far as beauty goes, I keep it really simple. You have your eyebrows, my eyebrows. I always dye my eyebrows. Well, they were signature, your hair and your eyebrows and the big blue eyes were I don't know about that. definitely signature. Have you had any of the aesthetic procedures? You know, have you tried injectables? Have you tried, um, yeah. you know, lasers or any of that? And do you like them? No. Um, when we're into a beauty, we did Botox. I mean, sometimes I'll do that. I mean, I haven't got anything right now. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I think that those are there. And like, if you want to experiment with them, you know, do. I, you know, sometimes you, you do feel that, um, you know, especially when you start feeling the neck go around your, in your 50s, um, the, the mouth is also a sign um of course so when that time comes for me to to make that decision and you, it becomes a self-conscious you're self-conscious in front of somebody um but then all I do is I want to observe am I doing it because of what they're looking at or am I doing it because it's going to make me feel more comfortable so it's really I want to relate it back to is it going to give me this confidence is it going to make me happier not um is it am I going to be more attractive it's an external thing I want it to be an internal decision more so and how about Do you know what um, I mean I absolutely know what you mean and and I think it's interesting because again you know you did life kind of in reverse you did all of the all of those things you know yeah. that modeling is and uh, and being the face of a brand or uh, and and having such a public persona so early on and and now it seems that you've come to the center of of you and the first check-in point is with you which I think is is really um you know it's the gift of wisdom right um mm. in terms of like um longevity and um health span again maybe from what you've learned in from your modeling career or what you've learned um from being from doing the uh, tour of beauty show um are there do you do any of the biohacking rituals that you know are specific to any cultures you know uh having lived in india do are there you know you mentioned baths but do you do any kind of specific rituals for your body <laughs> i am so bad like biohacking i know <laughs> i have a lot of respect i have a lot of respect for people um who really um it's it's like this gift that they're really researching how to yeah the, how to biohack you know and how to look at I I think everything becomes minimal I think that 
look, COVID has taught us so much as far as like the health as wealth, you know, and I think looking at medications, like, you know, it's, I think when you need them, you have to have them when you don't, you know, to keep away from them. But as far as the biohacking, no, I haven't really, I've observed it obviously with Tour of Beauty, um, but I haven't really gone down that road. Do you have any um, I, kind I keep of specific it. diet or um, do you fast? Do you do, you do any kind fasting, of... Fasting, I, I mean, for me, the fasting, but then again, you know, during this panchakarma, going back to the panchakarma, I was eating a certain meals a day. And at the beginning of this year, I had like two tooth infections. Like there was all this stuff just going on with my body. I ended up having to have sinus surgery because my sinuses were extremely bad. And I was just like, what is going on with my body? Like, I mean, it's like, oh, great. I've hit 15 and now falling to pieces. Um, and, you know, I, I started going, I need to go and do the panchakarma. I need a reset in my body. That I, I was my reset. That was probably, it's not even a biohack because it's a very old and ancient um, well, the biohacking is all set in, you know, ancient wisdom. Very, yeah, very, yeah. very little well, of it is um, new science, really. No, yeah. Well, this really my agni, my fire, my my digestive system had slackened, basically, and rightfully so. I mean, I've hit the age fifty, and I needed to refreshen that up. So, I mean, where does the gut? You know, the gut to me is just obviously we know and probably with your dad being a scientist too, right? The gut is just so, it's, it, to me, it's our first He's brain. He's a geologist, we, but, but he understands. Oh, geo, yeah. Oh, okay. But he understands that. Yes. But I mean, feeling that, feeling that, feeling our feelings, where do we hit it? We don't have it in the mind first. It goes straight to our stomach where it just falls. And we're like, oh my God, that just happened. Or wow, that just happened. It, it comes from this like center of our being right here. And so for me, I think with the with the panchakarma, I mean, if you want to, like we're just talking about, if you want to call that the biohack, absolutely, that was, I would probably do that, um, if not once a year, twice, uh, um, every second year, because I really felt my system letting go, like was became regular, my the pain in my body was gone, I have a bad back different things the amount the efficiency of my body healing like I, I mean I had a really sore back so I wanted my back to kind of trigger off in there and it and, and it did and within two days after the right protocols it was you know back usually it would take weeks so for me the panchakarma done in the way that I had done it um which was very very traditionally um was just incredible to watch because there was also this element of trust how do I trust this hang on I've been used to another type of medicine but the beauty of that with the with the Ayurvedic they both do work together because you you look sometimes you need stuff and you need you know you need to go to a medical doctor but at the same time there is this integration with the right obviously with the right doctors and the right in people knowing because I mean plant plants are very food and all the rest of it it's very important to especially with doctors and medicine you you need to be transparent with what you're doing obviously do you take um, supplements I just, Rachel nope 
No supplements. Vitamin D because of COVID, that, that's probably about it. No, it's probably not the best idea, I know, but no, I don't. I love I mean, it. I mean, like, you know, uh, you're, you're very um, pared back. I'm the exact opposite. I do absolutely <laughs> everything. <laughs> I do absolutely everything. I know. Absolutely. I mean, look, sometimes I get on a thing where I'm like, okay, I need more vitamin C or more B12 because, I mean, B12 is obviously oh, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I inject myself with B12. Oh, you do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a big needle. But I have to I have to say that um, I went from having only two meals a day to my digestive system sparked off. I ended up losing like 15 pounds and that I, I didn't go in there to lose weight, but it, it, it fired up that digestive and God, it feels good when your digestive system is fired up and that agni is, is, is burning in there. You know, the fire's going, you feel more energetic. There's more clarity in your decisions. There's more clarity in the way your body's working. So as we've seen and what we've heard a thousand times, gut health, oh my God, clarity in the brain um yes, because i mean this off. this thing this this thing does not control like our heart our decisions the clarity in how we move our actions um the wisdom that, that we have in our body uh you know the um the intentions out you know all of this is so important but this is this through meditation this is what we we control these thoughts right we're not our brain you know, we're, we're this whole mechanism that works in this beautiful unity. We're all these elements that kind of all come together and in this beautiful skin and bones and, 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 and we express ourselves. So I think there's just so many, there's not one thing. And I think that's what we're trying to find is that one elixir. There isn't, it's this dance. And so enjoy it. Like you try things, enjoy things. But I, I would say the one potent thing that I've learned this year is definitely a really strong digestive system. I'm going to wrap it up I mean, because I know that you've got back-to-back -back meetings today, but yeah. I, I wanted to ask you something, you know, from all the people that you've met through your show, through your modeling days, through your marriage, I'm sure you met an incredible number of people throughout your lifestyle. Was there outside of your family, anyone that just really resonated with you when you were younger and you went, I hope to be as good as him or her in this or that field. Was there a muse that kind of captivated you or captivates you now? Is it terrible that I would say no? no like it changes daily. Yeah. I honestly, it could be a person in the street that does that for me. Like that just, it becomes inspiring to me. It's not, it, it never is anyone well known. I would have to say that it's usually um, an R moment that happens either in a day or a month or during that year that that just really, it's that moment of grace where they just bring tears to your eyes because their whole being is just beautiful and well, what they've just done has just been so touching and that it mostly is the kindness to somebody that inspires me. It's nothing it's nothing related to financial and we all need financial, you know, stability, but the, the kindness act, um, the kindness, someone that that's what inspires me is kindness. 
It was so lovely to meet you. I have like a million other questions for you. I, I, I know. I feel like we've literally gone like we've thrown like confetti up and we've got like we've jumped. And I also feel like I've been like, you know, you're like, oh my God, and then there's this and then there's that. But, but that's how I'll women talk. Trusting isn't editing. It? That's yes. how women talk. Absolutely. Yes. But uh, I, I really want to thank you so much. And, um, you. you know, I've, I've tried one thing that you do, I've tried the Asano. Um, rosehip oil which I really love so that's my closest connection yeah. with being in your universe and I loved it so um and I do Ayurveda so two things two things that we wow have in common. do you just do you, don't you just love it the Ayurveda I I find it hard to integrate into my normal I, I life but I totally think, agree yeah. yeah yeah the principles of it really make sense for me I'm Iranian and we we also have an ancient wisdom and culture around hot and cold and really turning inwards to understand mm. your body so for me there, there was like a dna understanding of what ayurveda yeah. Means. Um, yeah but you know the older that i'm getting the more uh, it's interesting uh, ancient wisdom interests me and and that's why mm. uh, you know um your tour of beauty shows really really fascinating for me i think we can learn a lot from ancient cultures and um yeah, and it was you know when I, I know I have to go to that, but you know when we were in Greece and I was interviewing one of the oldest people. Um, I think he was a hundred and six, if I remember, and he was still reading without glasses, and he's never been to the doctor. And I think that when you look at those ancient cultures, and it's not just one ancient culture. I mean, there there is obviously very similar elements, obviously within within those ancient cultures and they all have to do with nature um don't they that's what the I was way... saying the common thread it's interesting yeah. that after you know very few people get the opportunity that you did to deep dive into so many so many cultures so many um you mm. know uh, world views and I think it's interesting that the common theme was nature and you know you are a natural beauty uh you were are will be and it was really so fun yeah. to have you on the show lovely to meet you yeah oh my god and please do like get a selection of people that know all about ancient cultures because it would be amazing to see all four of them speak together wouldn't it absolutely absolutely <laughs> thank you so much thank you it was, it was lovely wonderful. to meet you it was great thank you. you have a great all day right. bye okay take care bye-bye bye Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 